party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by my good friend and yours, Tracy Barnett, for another game in our ongoing Iron Etta Accelerated campaign. Iron Etta, as you know, is the fate-powered role-playing game of Viking warriors at the end of the world going to war with the apocalypse in giant 30-foot-tall bone mechs. It is exactly as cool as it sounds, and I love that we get to play it semi-frequently on the show. As is tradition, this is part one, which covers character creation and a little bit of setting goalpost stuff. This is sort of a behind-the-scenes episode. If you want to be surprised, maybe just skip to the next one. Otherwise, you'll get to hear us make characters and talk about what we're planning to do this session. All of our plans are pretty cool, so I think you'll want to check them out. You can find more information about Ironet Accelerated, as well as all of Tracy's other work, including the other cast and another blank page and all of their other games, in the show notes below. And with that, I think we're ready to throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down once again with Tracy Barnett. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Uh, if this gets to me closer to your modifier-based goal of being the guest who has been on your podcast the most amount of times, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled uh, anyway, it, but I'm thrilled. You're, you're moving towards it because this will be technically the fourth episode you've been on. What did we do we besides one- Ironetta? We did one iron. We did iron. The first iron Etta. Then we did character creation and the gameplay portion of the second session. Uh So this will be your fourth appearance. And I think Russell has. I want to say seven or eight. I forget how many how long our wingspan campaign was, but you're very you're very close. Okay, cool. We'll uh, closing in. we'll, We'll talk after. All right. Sounds good. So real quick at the top of the show. Remind our lovely listeners at home about all the amazing work that you've got going on that you want them to know about. Sure. Uh, well, I am a uh, genderqueer, uh, non-binary game designer. I have, uh, see, I'm coming up on my eighth anniversary of my first published game uh, it, next year. I have been making a lot of small games of late. You can find all of those on my uh, itch.io page, uh, which is itch.io slash the other Tracy. Um, I do... Uh, two podcasts uh, under the other cast network, uh, an actual play called Waterdeep for a few dragons more, which is a major riff on dragon heist. And then uh, with my partner, Kate Bowie, I do another blank page, which is a world building podcast directly inspired by all my fantasy children uh, of, of Jeff Stormer and Aaron Katana Sias fame. And um, been doing a lot of, I've actually been drawing a lot recently. Um, I, I, didn't really like draw after sixth grade. Like I just sort of stopped doodling and uh, I have been doing inktober. So uh, I've post I've drawn and posted 29 things and it's been, it's been fun. That's wonderful. That makes me yeah. so that's, that's the kind of like, that's the kind of like chasing, uh, not a passion, but like a, a, an interest or like a something that's the kind of like chasing something that I really love hearing about is like, I wanted to try something fun. So I did this thing and just hearing that, like the joy that comes with that is one of my absolute favorite things in the world. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't expect to do it. I just sort of decided to give it a try and I've really been enjoying it. So I don't know what's going to continue afterwards, but I'm, I'm happy that I started. That makes me super happy. Super, super happy. <sighs> I'm really, I, and so Let's get into the game this week because I'm so excited. We are doing so this episode, we're doing character creation and sort of plot building for our next session of Iron Etta Accelerated. 
Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you give us the as as we as we always do, give us the sort of big picture Iron Edda pitch, in the thirty second version, and then I'll give us the thirty second version of like what has come so far, where we are in our story, and what what we're going to be like the way we're going to be approaching this next chapter. Sounds good. So, in Iron Edda Accelerated. Ragnarok has happened in the form of 50-foot-tall metal dwarven destroyers rising out of the ground. Humanity says, Oh gods, oh gods, what do we do? And Loki says, Hey, I have this thing that I totally didn't steal from the dwarves. You can take the spirits of your bravest warriors, bond them to the bones of dead giants. Y'all can Pacific Rim this shit. That's such a good pitch. Like, Thank that's you. Honestly, you, you said that last time too, and it, it never gets old here. I know because every single time I like every single time I listen to it, and it hits me the same way it did the first time you pitched it, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm so, I'm so. I mean, I gave you my money when you when yeah, you lost yeah. the Kickstarter, but you know, it's it, it's a real take my money experience. Yeah, it's a uh, that that pitch has been honed over many years. <laughs> good, and and I think it shows. Like it is a it is a it is a good pitch. So what we are doing here, the story so far, is we are in uh, Jotunheim, the home of giants. It is our Jarl, not our Jarl, it is our Holdfast. It is known for the uh, bones of, oh, what is the name of the father of giants? Ymir. Ymir. Ymir, uh, the bones of Ymir are here, and which has drawn the giants to this location. And because we live here, because our bone bonded is bonded with Ymir, we have held a peaceful relationship with the giants. We have lived alongside them for many a generation. Mm-hmm. All of that changed in recent years when floods struck our struck our our tiny holdfast and neighboring holdfasts had to sort of fl- come in and we've had to sort of adjust our way of life. This changed when our Jarl declared himself the Jarl of Jarls and had to be deposed. Dumbass. Dumbass. Uh, and then this changed most recently when a Petruvian invading army marched up from the south and is now at our gates. We are moments away from from a climactic battle when uh, your character from the previous session betrayed us in a mighty in a mighty way, leaving us fairly defenseless with an oncoming Petruvian onslaught. To be fair, he lost a hand for it. This is all this is this is true. This is entirely true. Uh, I did I did claim that hand as a trophy after after suffering a mighty beatdown. Mm hmm. Yeah, you you I mean, you right you right got your ass kicked, but you were a shield bearer. And yeah, so it's your job to just energize or bunny your way through that that situation. I get back up and that's what makes the shield bearer great. Yeah, so uh, that's the that's the rundown. And I know at the end of the previous session, uh, there was a moment where uh, your character went back into the caverns below uh, below Jotunheim and and basically said to the giant, uh, "My friend, I have come home." And uh, I said at the end of that session, because I just listened to it today, uh, that I I thought I was going to play a bone bond at this time around. Uh, and that I knew who I was going to be bonded to, I think for me, implying that I was going to be that that bone bonded uh, tied to Ymir. Mm-hmm. I have another pitch for you for All tonight. Right. Let me, let me, let's hear it. You mentioned in uh, our chat before this that you wanted to play a captain. And that put me in mind of uh, a, a military organization. And 
the Norse analog people in Iron Edda are organized by by war bands. There are war leaders, but the title captain sounded really Petruvian to me. And I am wondering if you would like to flip the camera around and explore the Battle of Jotunheim from the Petruvian perspective. I understand that. That's a good. That's, okay. a, that's an interesting pivot. Yeah, it'll it'll require uh, a little bit of mechanical massaging. For example, Petruvians don't have warrior clans, so we're going to have to navigate, you know, that aspect. Um, but the rest of the destinies should still should still hold up. Excellent. All right. So so what are we like? How what? So walk us through the massaging of this. Uh, like how, walk us through the process of making. So yeah. So we're playing the Petruvian army. We mm-hmm. are playing people within um, this Petruvian we're specific- army. Yeah, people. Yeah, specifically people people who are in the Petruvian army, and um, um, you are going to be. I I believe you had selected the leader, um, the leader destiny, and so you. We just have to sort of bend the flavor text of that destiny to reflect um, how the Petruvians would would handle this. Yes, right. Uh, so the but the mechanical stuff should all should all work the same way. Uh, and for, for my character, uh, I, in another sort of inversion, uh, someone paid off Boke, my previous character to infiltrate Jotunheim and sabotage the, uh, the deadfalls and the traps and whatnot. So the Petruvians could get closer. Uh, and I think I would like to play that person in the form of okay. the bandit. I like that. I like Destiny. that a lot. That's it, because that's a, that is a thing that I wanted uh, to kind of explore, right? Like that's something that, like that's something mm-hmm. that is that now that you put it out there is very interesting. Yeah, it, it it sort of started occurring to me as I was listening through that previous session, uh, and so my my pitch then is that you are a Petruvian captain in charge of a whole legion, um, and I could either also be of the Petruvian military, uh, but in charge of sort of my own company that gets um, special dispensation, shall we say. Uh, Maybe not officially part of the army, but a a special detachment maybe of mercenaries who are accompanying the Legion. Um, Or I could be a Midgardian bandit with my own local... uh, you know, my local I think people in tow and, and both could really have been one of our number. The idea of like, cause I like the idea that, uh, we recruited whatever mercenary troops, bandit clans, you know, whatever, whatever angry mobs we could, we could muster to just like further enhance our numbers and further kind of like give us the advantage. There's there's an element there of, because what's interesting there is there's an element of desperation. Yeah. There's an element of, you know, we are a Petruvian war band, but that means that we don't have that for some reason we don't have faith in our own rank. Which is wild because yeah. the Petruvian le- like think of think of the Roman legion back in the day, yeah. right? Like a well-drilled Roman legion could take on almost anything at at its time at that time. Um and in this setting um legions are often the Petruvian answer to Dwarven destroyers. Like mm-hmm. a Petruvian legion can take on a destroyer the same way a bone bonded can. So here's what I'm going to throw out. 
We're getting we're getting very AMFC another blank page here, and I'm liking it a lot. I love it. So yeah, let's uh, lean hard into that. Here's what I'm going to throw out, and 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 tell me if this is too far or too much of a revelation for the for if 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 you want to dial it back and really stay true to the idea of the Petruvian Legion. What if it's not a proper Petruvian Legion? What if it okay. is? What if my leader is? Someone who is because I, I, I feel like if I'm playing these these invaders, I kind of want them to be the villain and I kind of want to root for their downfall a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what if I'm like, essentially, uh, I've just kind of taken off and I'm like trying to kind of take on my own. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've struck out on my own. I've brought I've gathered up some 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 people who a cult of personality, for lack of a better term. And I'm basically like marching off to carve out my own section of of the world and claim it as my own i think that is amazing um that reads to me like a a disgraced petruvian legionnaire like who was it who was a a leader of men uh of people who had some kind of scandal was thrown to the wolves for some political reason right and was exiled from petruvia but had so much charisma that the legion followed because that kind of thing happened all the time in ancient rome like that is a very like oh we're the one we're the ones who actually have the power cool we're just gonna go over here yeah and and set up shop um yeah and with ragnarok happening the petruvian empire probably cannot be bothered to mess with you. So uh, that's fantastic. I love it. All right. I'm into it. Sweet. Okay. So uh, then the rest of this process proceeds uh, from there the same way that we have, have always done this. Uh, right. We're going to start by, by making the characters. Um, I've got us all set up on slide five in the shared document there. All right. I am here on slide five. Yeah. <sighs> Wonderful. So uh I will set myself up on the left as I did last time, and you can be on the right. Uh, And we'll start with our characters' uh, high concepts. And we can also put our uh, destinies in the, uh, in parentheses, in the the name there. So I'm just going to put Bandit under mine. Um, And for anyone who is listening uh, along and may have a copy of Iron Edda, if they want to read, the Bandit destiny is on page 85 of the book. Uh, and the leader 79. appears on page 79. Uh, so we'll, um, listening back, I think I might've gone a little too hard in the paint explaining all of the uh, conditions in such detail, yeah. but uh, we'll still reference them. But I, I don't think we need to to dive in as deeply. So uh, as always, I will ask the, ask the question that begins this process. High concept. What is the I... thing that is most true about this character? The thing that is most true about this character is an insatiable, an insatiable ego, mm-hmm. right? It is, it is, uh, it is the belief, the hard held belief that this is that, uh, the image of the conquering hero is my destiny and I shall seize it. Even if Petruvia will, even if Petruvia has not deemed me worthy of, of giving it to me, I shall carve it out myself. I hate this person already. This is oh, fantastic. Oh, I hate him so much. I hate him oh, so much. Oh, this is much. great. I'm, this is I'm great. Really I think rooting we're rooting for their down. We're both going to play really despicable characters this time, I think. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm going to write this out as... Hmm. I want to write this out as like first of my destiny or 
first of my lineage or something to the effect of like, I am making my destiny or I am seizing my, I'm going to write out Petruvian soldier, Petruvian, Petruvian soul, Petruvian legionnaire seizing, uh, seizing my destiny. Okay. Uh, from my high concept, uh, I think it's going to be, if there's something I won't sell, I haven't met it yet. That's very good. Okay. And now, uh, the trouble. Um, I mean, I feel like it flows pretty naturally from that, that the trouble is, the trouble is, uh, my, my empire and army is, my empire and army has abandoned me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I love that it's not just, it's not just that, like, I'm no longer, I'm no longer a Petruvian legionnaire by name. It's that, like, you know, if, if it, my, my, my. My ousting was public enough that, like, my forces simply weren't there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I think that my trouble is um, I cannot cross rivers for all the bridges I burned. Mm, love it. Here's what's great about the the characters and aspects that we've laid out so far is, like, uh, I don't know if you could hear it in the last episode, but, like, I was caught so thoroughly off guard by your betrayal in the last episode. And I'm looking at these two character aspects and I'm like, I don't think we're going to go down that same road this time. Because if a betrayal happens, we're each waiting for the other to to just screw us over. Yeah. So our clan Wonderful. aspects. Yeah. So these are uniquely Midgardian things. Um, and for Petruvia, this is um, this is partially Tracy pulling from like half formed lore in their own head uh, and partially just riffing right now. So Petruvia would use this space uh, to identify um, the sort of like the lineage of their house, right? Mm-hmm. The family they represented. Because uh, it, ser- it would serve a similar function uh, as as a clan. However, you have been driven from your house. Mm-hmm. So much like uh, a bone bonded would create an aspect to reflect their relationship with the dead giant that lives in their head, I think that in your case, uh, you need to write an aspect that reflects your relationship with that past Mm -hmm. with like what you use, what your house name used to represent. Mm -hmm. We were, uh, let's see, what's my house name. I'm going to go first name Claudius, because I feel like if I'm going, if I'm going evil, I feel like Claudius is a good is, you you know, you can't go wrong with the classics Mm -hmm. and last name. I'm going to go Moravian Claudius Moravian. That's a good. That's I like good, it. It's a good evil Roman name. Mm-hmm. So the, the Moravian name was a. I'm, I'm going to say the Moravians were bastions of law, of a law long past. I'm going to say the, the Moravians were bastions of a law long abandoned. We they were a they were a house of nice. law and order. They were a house of guards and police and enforcers. Because if I'm going, you know, if I'm going, if I'm going bastard, I'm going to make this, you know, a family of a family of of believing in, in, in the power of the sword. Right. They believed in the, you know, the iron fist mm-hmm. of right and wrong. And I think 
this law, the, the, this image, I think Claudia sees the law long abandoned as I went too far, you know, or, or it was simply like, we can't like I ordered, you know, I ordered some act be done that I'm going to leave intentionally vague. Cause I don't want to get like that gruesome with it or that like dark and upsetting with it. But like right. something was ordered that caused people to go too far. Nope. Don't like it. And I see that as them having left behind this idea that this idea of good and evil and right and wrong when what it really was was, holy shit, you're a monster. Mm -hmm. So maybe so actually, you know what? I think I will get into it because I think like I think what it was was I ordered like uh, there was a like a crime, like a bandit tribe, right? Let's go full irony with it that I'm now working with bandit tribes. But like there was a, a bandit tribe or a bandit organization, an outfit there was a bandit outfit i that like a town would not give up and i made the call i was like mm-hmm. then slaughter them if if we if we just assume then then mm-hmm. we assume they're all guilty and we start and we start taking heads until they until they offer them up and that was that was the call that people were like nope that's probably too far don't know that i want to slaughter an entire village and i was like okay well then you've abandoned and like my you know that that disagreement was what was what caused my my Petruvian legion to oust me, and that caused me to you know go out and claim my destiny. I like it. Um, so I I've been thinking about who who my character is, and in rela- especially in relation to this clan aspect, and it didn't seem right for them to be Megardian. Uh, I didn't think they were Petruvian either, so they are actually from the okay. Isles of Mist. Uh, and that is our that's our Britain analog, uh, in in the world of Ironetta. Um, and so I think that rather than um, warrior clans or families that um, uh, Islanders have uh, mm-hmm. traditions, right, that are often attached to uh, to tradecraft, and so I'm going to. Uh, go with um, something that reflects who they were in a previous life, but also speaks to what they can handle now. And I think it'll be that uh, the rivers of Midgard serve as well as the seas of home. Okay. So yeah, they are, they're a traveler. They move from place to place and one body of water is good for them as another. Love it. And what are plains, but seas of grass. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, next bit needs no changing. Um, sacred item. What is a thing, a noun phrase that is important to your character? Uh, the bloodstained blade. The bloodstained blade of law and order. <laughs> Get it. All right. Um, let's see. I I'm going to make mine. I think like very self-aggrandizing. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, and I've named my character as well. Uh, their name is Corwin McCabe. Uh, I think that Corwin's sacred item is uh, the waxed curls of the finest mustache in Midgard. Uh, that's that's beautiful. Yep, love that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so 
uh, we put a pin in the group aspect for now mm-hmm. uh, until we get to know a little bit more about these characters. And now we get to define our approaches. So I've uh, we been get thinking about this. Describe this. Yeah. yeah. So we get a, we get a plus three, yeah. right? We get a plus three, two, two twos, two ones, and yep. a zero. I'm definitely putting my three in force. It feels. Yeah, I think it's pr- pretty obvious where my three is going as well. Yep. That's guile. Uh, I'm going to put two in focus, and I'm going to put two in intellect as sort of a, 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 a sort of ruthless tactician with a one in flare and a one in guile. Yep. And I've got, uh, my three is in guile. Uh, my twos are in, uh, flare and focus. My ones are in haste and intellect and my zero is in cool. force. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, have you had a chance to sort of read over the the leader destiny and and know yes. what they're all about? Uh, so I've got my people. Okay, they are they these are these are these are my you know I think that's pretty self explanatory, right? These are my people. I can I can mark this to cre- add people in because I have the right one for the job. I can call in favors, and then I have a few additional. Uh, I have a few additional things I can tag, and I have to decide if I want them. I don't think I do. I'm looking at the stunts, the additional stunts in there. I think I'm going to take Huskarl. I don't think I want Decree. That doesn't feel right for Claudius, nor does uh, Onward to Valhalla or Sank. Actually, Onward to Valhalla very much does now that I'm reading through it. The idea of throwing someone under a bus feels pretty right to me. But I don't think I have a headquarters. All right. Wait, do we get free stunts? How many free stunts do we get? Do we get free stunts? Uh, you you get all the core stunts that are uh, listed there, and then uh, you get to spend refresh for any additional okay. that you want to take. Thought. So I'm down to two refresh. Got it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to worry about any aspects for my bandit clan since we're not doing this as a long term campaign. Uh, or a stunt. I just want to make sure that I have the basic stats for them. Um, and let me take a look at my stunts there. All right. I've got those. Uh, so um, for my conditions, I've got desperation. Um, I get to mark uh, that condition as my stunts say too. And I basically get awesome stuff because I've recently just completed a score, which I think in this case is uh the payment that I've gotten from doing your dirty work. Um, then I get ill-gotten gains. Uh, I can basically create a, an aspect uh, with style, uh, with two invocations for each box of desperation that I mark. Um, I've got a hideout. Uh, in this case, it's just going to be um, the Clan McCabe campfire. Like it's an obvious spot, but it's a place that is protected and is my my spot. Um, and then I am going, I'm going to take all three of the additional stunts that, <laughs> that the, the bandit has available. So I've got what is hidden in the dark. Um, I can mark a box of desperation to declare a previously unknown fact about a person in or around the holdfast, something that person will want to keep hidden. Uh, I've, was this yours? I can mark desperation to have an item that somehow someone was just missing and I've got plausible deniability about why I have it. And then they owe me a favor when I return it. Uh, And then it's mine now. uh, uh, 
plus two to overcome using haste when I'm attempting to purloin something that does not belong to me. I like it. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, what, what's, what's, what's your stuff there? Uh, so what I've yeah. got is the, so I've, my stunts are right one for the job. I can mark a box of my people to introduce a minor NPC to the scene that has either an aspect or a plus two bonus of something they're skilled at. Uh, I can mark additional boxes to give them additional aspects or areas of skill. I can also mark all five boxes to gain a, a major boon or support from a notable NPC. Um, I can also mark a box of my people to give uh, an extra box of my people because I have Huskarl, which gives mm-hmm. an NPC created with right one for the job a plus four in their specialization as opposed to a plus two. Uh, I, and then lastly, I have Onward to Valhalla. Uh, once per session, I may ignore making the in peril or doomed conditions or marking the in peril or doomed conditions by instead sacrificing the life of an NPC created with right one for the job. They do not have to be with me, but if they are not, it happens to the intervention of a power divine or otherwise. Oh, if you use that it more is more than once per session. It is a betrayal of your followers. Trust mark out of favor and recover. It is normal. Yeah. And I think I'm going to mark if it's all right with you. I think I'm going to mark two boxes of my people marked already to represent okay. to represent basically bringing you in bringing you in and bringing you into the group and hiring your group and having you do the dirty work and having boke you know sabotage calling in all of those favors i'm going to mark it as two boxes of my people sure um and uh yeah i'm going to leave my stuff unmarked for now because uh i think that i just got to recover all my boxes mm. of desperation uh, because of of everything that I've just done for you. Yep, I think so. So, uh, wonderful. Then uh, the last thing that we have to do is we need to create our group aspects, wherein we name the other character mm-hmm. and sort of describe our relationship. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I, I'm going to justify it a little bit before I write it, before I tell you what it is. I think hiring you, I think hiring Corwin was Claudius's rock bottom. I think hiring Corwin, hiring a bandit troop to serve as my soldiers was my lowest point, right? Like, like I am, I am full of, you know, a sense of self-loathing and, and just anger that I have had to recruit, you know, common criminals to to fight in my army because my because my people did stop believing in the 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 justice that i am bringing to them so i think that i'm gonna make mine i think that what i want so i think that like i see corwin and and their band as a very much a means to an end and what i'm gonna write my group aspect is corwin's downfall will be my redemption (laughs) all right I think if we're leading, if we're going for it, I'm going for it. And I think it really is like, I'm like, look, I'm going to work with you for now. And then I'm going to destroy you. And that's when I'm, and that's going to be how I prove to myself that I, that it was okay to work with you is that when I destroy you afterwards, then I've redeemed myself in my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what is going to end up keeping Corwin around longer than they need to be and actually may have them fall prey to, to this downfall that you have plotted is that Corwin sees Claudius as uh, I'm going to phrase it. Uh, Claudius is the otter that just keeps on giving pelts. Very good. Yep. I love that. So those are our two absolutely despicable yep. people. I'm excited to watch them. I, I, 
I mean, I know now this is I don't normally give like acting notes, but I, I do. I want the listeners to know a little bit about how I am. I am playing this character's more emotional and moral downfall today. It's that's that's the story note that I'm interested in is how this this person of pure sort of aggression and ego crumbles. Right. Like I'm interested in mm-hmm. I'm interested in putting them in a crucible and watching them fall short. Yeah. And for, for my part, I am. I want to see what an opportunist will, what lengths an opportunist will go to, to like, how long will they stay with their hand over the fire before they realize it's Mm. burning them? Like that's, that's, that's my, that's what I'm interested in. All right. And I think with that, I think we're ready to, to dive in. Yeah. Um, do you want to try playing tonight or do you want to reschedule? I think we got time. Okay. Let's hit it. So, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Real quick, since we're going to do this as a separate episode, where can people find you and your work online? You can find me online at theothertracy.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y. You can find me on Twitter at TheOtherTracy. You can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tracy Barnett. And there you will find all of the small games that I write. I post there for my backers as well. Uh, if you back at the appropriate level, you get bonus episodes of another blank page. You get uh, outtakes from uh, the other cast actual play that we do. And we are actually starting a new campaign that I will be releasing uh, exclusively on Patreon. That is a Genesis based take on a magic wild west that is called a fistful of spell Damn, slots. That's very, that's a, again, you're real good at pitching things. I gotta say, that's what always, um, that's me. that, that, that's one of my players. Technically I'm a player oh, okay, in this game. Perfect. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not running this one. I get to, I get to play a rune blaster in, uh, yeah. In the, um, in the Sonoran desert in the territory of Arizona. That's very cool. Dang. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, you can find me online there, and that is that. That's those All details. Right. Well, uh, let's throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show right now, and then we'll start we'll start this bad boy up and we'll get rolling. Take a future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Tracy for coming onto the show. I had so much fun making these characters. I think we landed at a really cool place, and I cannot wait to play the game proper. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Ironet Accelerated, as well as another blank page, as well as the other cast, as well as Tracy's other games. And be sure to follow Tracy on Twitter at the other Tracy. If you enjoyed the show, and I really hope you did, here are a few ways that you can support us. You can leave us a nice review, rating, whatever, on iTunes or Podchaser or Podbean or wherever you listen to your podcast. It probably has a review function. Reviews help new listeners find the show. And if you share them with me on Twitter at Party of One Pod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash party of one podcast they make me really happy and don't you want to make me happy it makes my whole day better you can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeff stormer five dollars a month gets you next week's episode this week ten dollars a month gets you unedited raw audio a few weeks in advance and twenty dollars a month gives you a picture of the whole calendar which tells you which guests and games are coming up in the weeks and months to come you can also listen to my other podcast, All My Fantasy Children, a podcast on the One Shot Network, a tabletop-inspired character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend, Aaron Catano, says, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. You can also just, I don't know, tell a friend about the show, tell, a, tell me on Twitter that you like the show. Any of those things help new people find the show, and also just make my day better. 
Party of One is, of course, produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press coverage, or coming onto the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.